Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. What's up, everybody? We are going to be doing the monthly market update for May 2021 where we go over the latest happenings across the headlines of what's impacting our bottom line as investors and what to be on the lookout for in the future. My name is Lane Kaoka. I run SchoolPassiveCashflow.com, currently owner of 4,500 rental units and the creator of the content at SimplePassiveCashflow.com and SimplePassiveCashflow podcast. Before we get started, make sure you guys go to the new YouTube channel that I've created. It is more of a fun channel, not so quite made for accredited investors, but for the younger kids out there just getting started under a quarter million, half a million dollars net worth. Currently 90,000 views so far. Check that out. It is called Rich Uncle on your YouTube channel. 1.9 thousand subscribers. And that is me, the girl version of me. So let's get started. Oh yeah, if you want to check out the podcast, it's on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. So a few teaching points before we get started into the news. First one here, teaching point, passive losses. So a lot of the K1s are coming back to investors now. K1s are the simplified form of, some of you guys have rental properties. They are the super cumbersome, confusing Schedule E's. K1s are so much more simpler. Here, an example, investor put in, actually this is mine. I put in $60,000 into this one investment and got a $47,000 deduction in the first year or 70% of what I put in as the first year. Some of you rental property owners know you can deduct the price of the property over 27 years and get that paper loss. But with syndications, private placements, you can do a big cost seg and get a huge amount more of passive losses. And we are very giddy over all the cool things we can do with these passive losses, which you can check out more at simplepassivecashflow.com slash tax. If you guys are tired of flipping houses, I know I would be. It's a pain in the butt to do that stuff. You guys need to act more accredited if you guys are getting on the path to accredited investor status. Here, go to this website, simplepassivecashflow.com slash BR, B-R, which stands for Buy, Rent, Rehab, Refinance, Repeat. I'm not a big fan of this, and read this article to find out why. Now, there are a lot of different potential changes coming through Congress. One of those things is called these exclusionary zoning processes. So what this is, to say it in a semi-PC way, is basically what we used to have. This country needs more workforce housing, right? B, C, and even call it D-class housing because we have a growing population in America and a growing lower middle class. The wealth gap is getting bigger and bigger every day. Now, in the past, there's this kind of this, this saying, not in my backyard, right? The rich people are like, yeah, we don't want these like low income or semi-low income apartment complexes or 
these basically the projects right? we want to keep them separate now this not in my backyard concept is trying to be going away and i think this is good right this is exactly what i invest in good lower income properties scattered throughout decent areas when you have the not in my backyard concept going on you that's how you have gittles that's how you have the projects right there's huge segregation between the rich area and the super poor area and this is all stuffed into the big stimulus plans to help produce more affordable units, which this country needs much more of. And guess what, folks? Rents are going back up. National rents are beginning to upward trend after being flatlined in 2020 with the pandemic. So hashtag rents do. If you're a landlord, rejoice. We're going to get into some of the headlines here. And you know, these are some of the macro uh, economics. I think a lot of the investors like when we dive in, highlight this for them. but. I think it's no secret that people are getting the heck out of the high price areas, such as the Bay Area, San Jose, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Southern California, moving to these more pro-economic areas, pro-growth areas where um, the cost of living is just a lot less and there is just as good job prospects there. So these are six of the places a lot of people are moving towards, Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Dallas, Texas, Miami, and Atlanta, Georgia. And where are they coming from? I think California, San Jose, and Los Angeles are more of the likely candidates, especially for the Texas and West Coast markets, such as Phoenix. And for Atlanta and Miami, uh, a lot of people are moving away from New York, Chicago, uh, DC, from those areas. And if you guys are checking this out on the podcast form, which this also gets released uh, once a month, we have this, we have nice slides and cool pictures for you guys to check out on the YouTube channel. Also, if you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, the GUI, which we have, we engage in conversation on these topics there. Moving on to the Bloomberg article where San Francisco residents, because there's a big exodus leaving the Bay Area. A lot of them are moving to Sacramento, which is adjacent, which is my obvious pick for people who don't want to totally re relocate out of the area. But a lot of them are moving to Dallas, Austin, Houston, Texas, and Phoenix and Tucson, Arizona, in addition to Las Vegas. So more demographic trends. Now, what we got displayed here on the screen are the red states, are the top states for outbound migration. Red is bad and green is good in this case. So that's where they inbound migration is coming in. I think a lot of investors have been clamoring about Boise, Idaho, but something you got to remember about Boise, it's still under a quarter million population, which is absolutely nothing in my opinion. It's smaller than a tertiary market. I won't really invest in places unless it's maybe half a million or greater population, unless it's a really good deal, of course, but you know, I still want to stay with solid tertiary markets. A little bit of humor for you guys, I'm not endorsing any drugs, but uh, come to simplepassivecashflow.com if you want to be happy. So Yahoo Finance reports that the Fed holds rates near zero, notes rising inflation as U.S. economy strengthened. So I think this is no secret. Interest rates are still on a historic low. They are creeping up a little bit, but still all-time lows for the most part. But inflation is here. Inflation is here, folks. If you don't believe it, this is the game that governments play where they go into all this debt. The United States has the best military, so we have the liberty of creating all the free money we, we can create 
so that all we're trying to do is basically uh, inflate our debts away. When your parents bought that 30-year mortgage way back when, that debt is nothing compared to today. That's essentially what the government is doing today, which I think is pretty smart. A lot of people get all wrapped up on what's the debt number today. It really doesn't matter in my opinion, but how I'm playing it and where I'm putting my money and where my mouth is, is I'm buying assets that go up with the pace of inflation. I think one thing is certain, those people who keep money in assets that don't rise with inflation are going to be the losers. People with cash in the bank will be the losers. Um, some more population growth statistics from the Yardi Matrix. Where are Where is the rent growth going up and up? I think a lot of the investors, they key in all types of different data sources like job growth. They key in on certain employers. But to me, I think the biggest thing that I look in, just in terms of a numbers perspective, is what are the rents doing on a quarterly and annual basis? And this kind of sums it up right here. The rents still going up 5 6% in the Inland Empire. Sacramento, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Tampa are the top five. The places where they're decreasing, New York, San Jose, San Francisco, Seattle, D.C. are the losers. This is just another same data, but broken up based on the left side, you have all asset classes. And then in the middle, you have this lifestyle asset class, which is more your luxury, your higher end stuff. And then what we like to invest in is this asset class called renter by necessity. In other words, people got to rent here because they don't have too much money. They're stuck paying $500 a month for a one bedroom to $1,500 a month, one bedroom in that vicinity or workforce housing. Whereas some of our clients, they decided that they don't want to have this house. It's too much time. It's old, right? So they'd rather move into a luxury one to three bedroom apartment, get all these cool luxuries, get a pool that they don't have to clean, even get trash valet. It's a non-traditional approach to spending a money on where it really counts and getting money out of that down payment, that debt equity, and getting it working to build a stable financial future for their families, as opposed to doing it the traditional way of buying a primary residence to live and seeking that big down payment in there is dead, lazy equity, not doing jack, and also foregoing on, now they have that big monthly payment and then other stuff. So here's some rent growth trends from some of the top markets. I think a lot of these top five markets, I don't invest in Sacramento or in an empire. I don't think I ever invest there. It's just too expensive for the rent that I get there. Again, I follow this threshold of 1% rent to value ratio or greater. So you take the monthly rent divided by the purchase price and I need to get something that's 1%. So I'm able to cash on a monthly basis because I don't really invest off of the appreciation potential of it. Great if it happens, but I consider that gambling. So folks who have, you know, run a, uh, properties in Seattle, California, say they have a lot of appreciation. Good for you guys. Easy come, easy go. I want to invest for cash. Uh, those people investing in that nature are, like I said, gambling. And these are the, what I call the unsophisticated or dumb money, or in this graphic, John Burns calls these the investor mania 2.0 categories. There's four of them. So the first one is the single family home landlords. Now, the reason why these are the dumb money is because it's easy to get a rental property. Anybody can just get into it and there's a high competition value. And this is why we try and buy apartments, you know, that are higher than five to $10 million. So we can rise above these types of mom and pop investors. The next one that I think everybody thinks about when they think of investor mania is the house flippers, right? The HGTV stuff. It makes for great TV, I admit. 
but you're 100% reliant on the fact that the prices are going to keep going up. Sometimes if you're flipping in the right location, like a secondary market like Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Little Rock, you have the exit strategy to be able to cash flow on the property with a 20% down payment. But other than that, you're bleeding money. If things go wrong, you have to switch to a forward strategy. This is why in our group, we do not flip or do any of these first strategies. Uh, another one is foreign investors buying secondary home, right? This is the international dub money. And look, they've got a lot of money. They can do what they want. And then home ownership helpers. So these are the people that have pulled rental own groups or shared home equity platform. Another Yardi report here, this is showing the average units absorbed per property. So this is word that we call absorption. So basically how much stuff you have there, how quick is it going to get uh, leased up? And as you can see, the blue was 2019 and the absorption rate was a lot lower than what it was in, it was a lot higher than in 2020. A Red Cafe came up this cool table of the top 30 hottest rental markets and what's a hot rental market. They defined it as the same thing as absorption is another way of describing it, but the inverse of it is vacancy days. If there was a vacant unit, how long did it go before getting filled? Some of the hottest in the countries are in the low 20s. So it takes just under a month to lease up that property. Some of the occupancies on some of these markets are in the 96 to 98% range. We like to run our properties in the mid to low 90s. Anything higher than that, it's just a sign that you're, you're a renter high enough. You're not charging for your properties. You want to attract the best tenants and you want to always be pushing rents. Yahoo Finance also reports, Warren Buffett is right. Inflation is running rampant. When I quote here, we are seeing substantial inflation, says Warren Buffett, said this at the Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholder meeting. We are raising prices. People are raising prices to us and it is being accepted. And another quote here, people have money in their pocket and they pay higher prices. It's almost a buying frenzy, Buffett said, noting that the economy is red hot. So there you heard it there from the Oracle of Omaha, but uh, Buffett knows what he's talking about. And unfortunately, this whole pandemic, it's hurt a lot of people. And yes, we want to be sensitive to that, but we also want to call out the fact that a lot of folks, especially on the higher end, the white collar workforce out there, maybe some of us listening to this recording, we're doing pretty well, right? If you're able to keep your job and work from home, yes, you weren't able to go traveling and go on your nice vacation this year and pay for those sports tickets, the football tickets that you wanted to, that's a little annoying. But overall, people are putting money in their pockets. These stimulus checks are going out. It's just going to cash savings. I think it's unfortunate that it's, again, it's the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer and divergence of wealth between classes. And here, the government is trying to do a good thing, but oh my goodness, I fear that this is becoming a 401k 2.0. So the headline read here is Secure 2.0, which stands for some kind of government's trying to help people um, save for their retirement. Um, the Secure 2.0 Retirement Bill clears committee and moves closer to passage. By no means is this finalized and it's gonna be um, different ways to get it to change, but you can go to um, our Facebook page and download the, the actual transcription of what that document is at this point. Like I said, it'll probably change many times over, but 
my attitude on this is I'm a little worried because this is just like the damn 401k again. And to me, the 401k wasn't a really that great of a deal. I see it more as a way of the government getting in cahoots with all these brokerages. And now these brokerages are able to sell all their products, their mutual fund projects, which are fee laden and have carried interest on their side where they get compensated whether or not the price goes up. And ultimately, this is what robs a lot of hardworking Americans of their retirement. Why else can you just buy a rental property and make 20, 30% on your money? If you don't believe me, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash returns. Take a look at that video where I break down all the numbers, how you're making money with cash flow, which is the monthly revenue, the tax benefits, the mortgage pay down, and the property appreciation. Now you're making money four ways. Again, if you want to take my word for it, 20 to 30% a year. If you don't trust me, go look at my math at simplepassivecashflow.com slash returns. But this is very early on when I bought my first rental. I was like, what the heck? How am I only making like 8 to 10% in all my stock stuff? Stuff I'm supposed to do. But I'm doing so much better in these like a simple rental property, turnkey rental of all things that aren't that great. And then I discovered the truth, right? If everybody just did what I did and bought a handful of rental properties, they'd be financially free very quickly. How would society function? But, and how would all the Wall Street executives get all their salaries and build these big buildings in the middle of New York or all these city centers in the financial districts? We can't have that happen. We need all the American citizens to put their money in mutual funds so we can just feed them to death in their sleep. But anyway, I digress. If you guys want to join our community, we have the family office Ohana Mastermind. To learn more, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash journey. This group is pretty much a accredited investor only, so million dollar net worth and above, or you make over $250,000 a year. You get access to all the e-products that I've created, including the remote investor e-course, syndication LP guide, 12 month investor plan, trade line hacking guide. But the power of this group is the network, right? So we do bi-weekly Zoom conference calls. You get access to the entire library and we are more than a deal vetting group but we are here to share best practices for tax legal infinite banking and legacy creation and the big thing is the network right magical things happen when you get other like-minded working professionals around you that are pure passive investors if you guys are new check out the incubator at simplepassivecashflow.com incubator here you'll learn how to buy your first rental property if you're just starting out The preceding offers general personal finance information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor's situation is unique. Always seek the services of professional tax and legal advisors before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk.